from high atop which mountain? It's the IGN Digigods. So take off your thinking caps and please welcome two men who know exactly what's eating Gilbert Grape, Wade Major, and Mark Kaiser. That's uh, yet another vintage opener. We're getting very close to getting the uh, the new ones all done up. I just have to sit down and do the work. Get them all yes. compiled, get them all compiled, get them all together. That's get all true. of our new opens where we just have to get them together, get them recorded, do that uh, that hard thing that we do. You know, <laughs> okay. I don't know. You know, it may not be announcer Bob, by the way. Well, I believe we might have a new announcer. Well, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll tease that when the time comes. We just did. Yeah, uh, I guess we did, didn't we? Let's talk about DVDs, Wade. You have yeah, all the, we, we have like a, a, a dozen thousand billion DVDs. It is a Halloween week, and uh, we want to get we got a, a pile of Halloween titles here just going through the roof. So we, uh, but we got to pick up last week. We didn't get to any television, and so we need to uh, we need to knock out a little bit of the uh, TV that we didn't get to last week, like the complete second season of Hung. See, we're getting right into it right now. There's no chit chat. There's no who'd you see at the supermarket? Oh, I saw Ozzy Osbourne at CVS picking up some um, some methadone. None of and that. And I don't get to talk about how I am now obsessed with buying a cast iron skillet. I want to cook with cast iron. I do too. <laughs> but I think cast iron might be a pain oh my in the gosh. ass. No. Because no, you've got to no. season it all the time. You've got to put oil on it and wipe the oil off. Oh, no, 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 no. You, you know, what, what, what brand are you looking at? Well, I would get either like a – are, are we really going to have this conversation? We, we should. We okay. should. What okay. brand are you looking well, at? Okay. <laughs> well, I was either going to get a Lodge. Lodge? Like, like just your typical Grizzly Adams Frontier skillet. Right. Or maybe – but oh, now uh, La Crusade. No, no, don't. Don't uh, go with La Crusade. What is it? Stobe. I, you know, people talk about them. Yeah, Stobe, why, sure. why do you like them? Because they're like Le Creuset, but better. Really? Yeah, yeah. That says who? It says me. That's all you need to know. Well, what is this, La Creuset? Yeah, no, no, it's Stobe, S-T-A-U-B. It's the best. They, okay, I'm, awesome. I'm, I'm, they sold it at William Especially, Sonoma. Yes, now, they How do. do you know that? What, what, who, who told you that? We, we research things. <laughs> yes. So in, fact, in fact, in fact um, I'm such a snob now. That all of our uh, all 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 of our uh, cookware, I I'm I want to replace it all with uh, Demayer. So you've never heard of Demayer? They make it in Belgium. It's beautiful. Actually, Not you know just Demayer. Actually, I have, but I, I didn't go on the side. Not just Demayer, but the John Pawson line of Demayer. John Pawson being the great English architect, he did a line, a specially designed line for Demayer. John Pawson. The John Pawson. Really having this conversation. Yes, so you are going to actually buy a Staub. Yeah. Skillet. Is yeah. it pre? Is this, It's all that preseason crap, right? Yeah. But the thing with cast iron skillets is that it's like every time you use it, you've got to reseason it, and it just you got to put no, lard on it. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Okay, so the uh, the sec- complete second season <laughs> of Hung. Uh, wow, look at that! It coincides with the uh, premiere recently uh, earlier in this month of uh, season three of Hung on HBO. Uh, what we have here is the second season of Hung on Blu-ray. Not entirely sure, entirely sure why this needs to be on Blu-ray, other than the fact that it's actually shot and aired in high def. But it's not really a high def show. Nobody watches Hung and says, "Oh my gosh, that was just visually so spectacular," and the lossless audio of the actors talking is just so incredible. It's a, you know what? It's a show about a guy who's basically a male prostitute. Uh, you know, that's sort of the deal, right? Isn't that it? 
That is the uh, deal. He, you know what? I mean, I, I'd like to try and see something else in the show, but all I, all I can sort of see is that it's basically a show about uh, Fred Garvin, male prostitute. Uh, yeah, you remember yeah, that? Yeah, Fred Garvin, male prostitute. Oh, and you best. know what? I, I'm sort of a fan of Thomas Jane, but he was the worst Punisher ever. Remember, he was the Punisher. Oh, my gosh. The, yes. The worst. He was. With John Travolta as the villain? I, I, he's, he's, he's really terrific in Boogie Nights, though. Sure, oh, he's good and in you know he's nights. good in he's good in uh, Deep Blue Sea, which is a film I like, the yeah. Rennie Harlan uh, underwater uh, thing. Yeah. Well, anyway, I mean, it's fine. The show's fine. Um, I. It's just uh, you know, it's fine. Okay, moving on. Yes, sir. Uh, let's see, uh, Moby Dick. This is a completely unnecessary uh, television version of Moby Dick. I don't know why they did this, but it. Uh, I guess to give some employment to William Hurt and Donald Sutherland, who, uh, for whatever reason, felt that they needed to measure themselves against um, better actors. So I was reading this article uh, in Esquire magazine yeah. about a TV pilot that was shot, didn't get picked up, for a sitcom. Yeah. And Sutherland, who I've always liked, Sutherland was in this pilot. And in the pilot, I'm trying to remember this because I, I forgot we were going to talk about Sutherland. In the pilot... The author says that Sutherland, not really a sitcom guy, but he did this pilot. He insisted on a very specific brand of like Swedish underwear. Like you had to get Donald Sutherland this particular brand of underwear made only in Sweden or Denmark. Why? I I don't know. But he just had to have that underwear. Okay, so they right. they got on the underwear. All right. Well, uh, Ethan Hawke's in this, and so is Gillian Anderson, and uh, it's directed by Mike Barker, who is a you know an English director, and I I don't know. I mean, he's done a few films worth doing. You know, some uh, some period stuff. He did like the Lorna Doone TV movie and A Good Woman. Did you ever see A Good Woman? I did not. A good Woman's pretty good. No, it's not. Uh, no, A Good Woman's not bad. He also did a thing called Shattered, not the Wolfgang Peterson Shattered, but uh, a, a different film called Shattered. No, A Good Woman's pretty good. It's got, uh, you know, it's based on the Oscar Wilde play, Scarlett Johansson, uh, Tom Wilkinson. Anyway, uh, no, this is not that good. It's, it's, it just, look, you just keep comparing it to the John Huston film, which had a script by Ray Bradbury. Very good film. It was actually called Moby Richard. Because it was a very serious oh, yes. uh, adaptation. Yeah. All right. Uh, speaking of series, Outsourced, the complete series. This is the um, the NBC show that lasted a couple seasons. It is uh, a sitcom. takes place in an Indian workplace. Of course, this is um, supposed to be, you know, it's supposed to be uh, yeah. hearkening to these uh, modern times of yeah. outsourcing and Indians, on, you know, all people from India answering uh you know, uh, the, the tech support, uh, tech support, so whatnot. It, it just didn't really work. You no. Know. What, what, what's ironic is that this show should have been outsourced to India, but it was actually shot here in L.A. I don't get it. Big problem. Uh, anyway, this is the complete series. This is the whole darn tootin' thing. There's a gag reel, a couple commentaries, deleted scenes, not funny, and uh, uh, I'd pass. There it is. Uh, you know, Captain America, we're going to be talking about the Captain America movie uh, pretty soon here. The That comes out this week as well. But I'm also going to talk about the action-packed double feature Captain America uh, of the original television movie Captain America. No, not the one that we talked about a few weeks ago. This is the one that preceded even that one. This was the original Captain America movie starring Reb Brown. And uh, it, it comes on here also with a sequel that I don't think I ever saw, Captain America 2, Death Too Soon, which is just absolutely horrible. 
Uh, you know what? It, it, I, I just, I don't know how I even took this seriously at the time, but I was, uh, you know, I was a kid. Did you ever see this when it was first aired, Mark? I, I saw the original. 19, 1979? Yeah, I saw that. The Red Brown. I didn't yeah, see the, the sequel? The, the I, know, sequel I don't I think was... any of us ever saw the sequel. No. I mean, he rides a motorcycle, and he's got a helmet, and Red Brown is just the worst actor ever. And I don't want to hear you talk about Uncommon Valor, because he's bad in that, too. Uh, even though it's a good movie, he's bad in that. No, uh, this this Captain America, 1979, Christopher Lee is in it. Uh, you know, here's the look. This tells you all you need to know. On the back of the box, when it's where it says "Stars Red Brown," um, you know what it gives us his credit, his, his the, the significant credit. You know, they usually list another credit so you can reference him. Yes. It doesn't say Red Brown, Uncommon Valor. It says "Stars Red Brown." Parentheses, you're the hunter from the future. Yeah, you know that was a film that I actually worked, and I remember when the Italian producers of that thing came into the National Theater to gauge audience reaction, and they walked out just completely depressed and deflated beyond all comprehension because there were like four people in the theater, and they and they were clearly people who had walked into the wrong theater in the first place. Um, you Are the Hunter from the Future is a terrible movie, and hysterically so. Go onto YouTube, search for You Are the Hunter from the Future, and you'll see the opening credit sequence it's with the, the song. It's the best. The song is the best. You, the, the, the Your Song. Your Song. Oh, it's the best. It's absolutely the best. That, that movie is just so hysterical. All right, wait, we have, he so, hang, much, he we have hang, so much to get I know through. We got so, so much, much to get through. through. He hang glides from a pterodactyl. Uh, the first season of the new Hawaii Five O. This this series is absolutely getting just bust up ratings. I don't get it. It's not. It's not even a shadow of what the original series was. Uh, what's going on? Is it just just for the Hawaiian backdrops? Because there's no more Lost. Is that it? People well, just want to see the scenery. Yeah, sure. I guess. Is the original really that good? Honestly, it Come is on. actually. It really like, is. Is, is. Is it just riveting storytelling? It is, or is it just Bookham Dano with like the the bank no, robbers are foiled? I mean, come on, it's not. It's really good stuff. It's I, hardcore, man. I think you hold those things up to this, like this. this oh no, no, no! You no, put dude. these things on a pedestal. They're really not that great. No, no. There were shows. Look, I love Starskin Hutch, but I I'm, I readily admit there are maybe like eleven Starskin Hutch episodes that are really genuinely, unbelievably, just through the roof good. Like uh, like the setup. The setup is great. It's really good. Oh, I love the setup. And then it's the, the one where uh, they set something up. Yeah, and then the uh, the three part episode where they uh, you know where they where they quit and they throw their badges into the ocean. That one's great too. But um, n- no, Hawaii <laughs> Five O. The music swells. Like oh, they're, they're standing at the edge and the music swells. Actually, they it's a freeze frame. It's freeze frame to be continued. Wow, yeah. exciting. Uh, no, the Hawaii Five O has tons of great episodes. I mean, Darren McGavin as you know like a like a murderous drug dealing pimp whore guy. And uh, yo, uh, uh, Yogi uh, Berra, Wolfat, and your, Wolfat. <laughs> your yeah, yo, your shows up. All right, no. start talking. Anyway, okay, go. first season of Hawaii Five O, the new Hawaii Five O on Blu-ray, even before the original winds up on Blu-ray, uh, is available only at Best Buy. Let me emphasize that this is a Best Buy exclusive. So if you're just going, where do I get my Hawaii Five O on Blu-ray? Go to Best Buy. You'll find it. Uh, it you know what? The it's fine. It just you know I don't I. I don't like the way that they try to tie this in with the original. Uh, so uh, that bothers me a little bit. I don't think they needed to do that. Uh, you know, uh, Alex O'Loughlin playing, uh, you know, Lieutenant Commander Steve McGarrett. I, I, come on. 
please yeah, don't do they're, that. They're trying to get a, they're trying to get older people to watch. It yeah, they yeah, read well, the original. Oh yeah, so I'll watch it about the, about his son, like his son. No, well, people I'm sorry. are stupid. They'll do. Oh, it's, no. a, it's his son. Not into it. All right, wait. Uh, the second season of V, which I did have high hopes for, it turns out not very good. This wound up being the last season of uh, the brand new V. And it was never good in the first place. The original V stank. Oh, how dare you! That's it's. It was bit the best. She ate the. Oh. She ate the rat. When she ate the rat, that was like the, the seminal moment of my childhood. That's wonderful. Name name another great moment from the series because every person I've ever talked to who likes the original V, all they do is go, "But you ate the rat." Okay, <laughs> great. So let's move that aside. Yes. Name another great moment that from the series. A, uh, when 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 she had, he had the baby and the baby was like a, there was a somebody when one of them was pregnant and they had like a weird alien baby. It was dramatic. No, it wasn't. It was like really bad latex is what it was. It was, it was terrible. Like, it was like 1983. It's the best. Well, it's yeah, it, well, yeah, this a few one, years earlier, David Lynch did a better effect in, uh, in Eraserhead, so I don't want to hear it for no money. All right, that's fine. Anyway, so this is uh, Blu-ray of uh, season two. You know, I didn't like this show. I, I really didn't like season two because, you know what, there were too many evil twin sisters. There was at least two episodes where like, someone has like a twin sister. Who she didn't really have, but she's an alien. I, I didn't like that. You know, you really, Boo. You really have to... You really have to keep the the, the, the cliche twin sister storylines. You got to get those to like season seven or eight or nine when you really run out of ideas. Anyway, a uh, couple special special features on this thing, including a uh, blooper reel. Uh, but you know what? Honestly, just rent the original. I agree. She ate the rat. The original. You know what's awesome? The original Bionic Woman. That's right. That's right. That's what I'm talking about. Season three, Jamie Summers. Loving it. Um, this is an interesting series, uh, interesting season of the series, by the way. You know that. Tell us, Wade. Testify. Okay. Uh, the third season of The Bionic Woman. Do you remember what happens in the third season? Uh, that's where they introduce the Bionic Dog. Very good. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I kicked your ass. Yeah, you, you didn't think I would get that right. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. Bionic Dog. Yeah, that's it. Do you remember what the, what the uh, Bionic Dog's name was? I don't know, Steve. I don't know. Shad, uh, 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 puddles. I don't know. <laughs> Cupcake. I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I knew it was the dog. I don't know his freaking name. Okay. How much does it cost to build a Steve Austin or a Jamie Summers? Uh, Six million dollars. How much does it cost to build a million dollars? Oh, see, I gave it away. <laughs> I gave it away. Don't stop the recording. I'm not going to. It's uh, he, he, he what, what, cost a million. million? He's, yes. Is he called millions? He's called Maximilian. Oh, Ma- ooh, clever. Yes. Maximilian. Oh, my gosh. I love it. Okay. Anyway, uh, the Bionic Woman actually moved to a different network as well when they introduced Maximilian. It moved from uh, ABC to NBC, which, um, you know, you would never know from this, uh, from this set. But anyway, uh, I love this show. Can't can't get enough, and uh, it, the music's great. Lindsay Wagner, just ageless beauty. I loved her then, love her now. I am so forgiving of this show and everything that it does wrong. It, it it's it's a perfect show. That's all I can say. <laughs> it's a perfect show. It's a perfect show. Uh, in treatment, not a perfect show, but a very good show. This is season three on uh, DVD, folks. There's a thing called DVD now, which might be taking over for Blu-ray. I'm not sure. I'm hoping Blu-ray sticks around. <laughs> Replaced by DVD. Uh, anyway, this is the third season. You know, when it, when HBO premiered this thing, it was kind of controversial because they uh, it was they uh, aired it five nights a week. Yeah, this was like in two thousand eight, two thousand nine, whatever yeah, it was, and uh, it was kind of a big deal. The uh, second season very well received, won a bunch of awards. The uh, third season still just as good. You know what's great about the third season is that uh, Deborah Winger's in the third season. Ooh, she was uh, she was Wonder Woman's sister. That's right. And uh, the problem here, Drusilla. Is, yes. Well, you know what, Deborah Winger, Oscar-nominated actress, 
disappeared through much of the 90s and the aughts and is now kind of, I guess she must be in her 60s now. She's finally making a bit of a comeback. So it's, I, I wish she would do real work again, Deborah Winger. I think she could really like surprise a lot of people because she's terrific in this show. Um, anyway, season three of In Treatment, Gabriel Byrne is just terrific in it. And uh, it's a great show. It really is. Really is good stuff. Although it's on DVD, not Blu-ray. Eh, well, you know, it is what it is. You know what's on Blu-ray? Um, Star Wars. A couple of great things that they do with uh, with the BBC. The uh, PBS has released uh, a couple of great BBC uh, classic adaptations for uh, television, which came over and uh, make for beautiful Blu-rays, actually. Much better than I expected. Um, these are both the original uncut UK editions. One is Emily Bronte's Wuthering Heights, and the other is Jane Austen's Northanger Abbey. Now, Northanger, or Northan, Northanger, I'm never going to pronounce it correctly, Northanger Abbey is uh, not one of Jane Austen's better-known novels. At least it's one of those where you go, really, they haven't made that into a movie yet. Uh, I think there's a previous version for BBC television, but not that well known here. And it is really actually quite funny. It's uh, it's a parody and very nicely done. Stars Felicity Jones, who's a terrific actress, and I hope she becomes a much bigger star. And uh, Henry Tilney, who's pretty good, could be better. But uh, honestly, I just think this is so much better than so much other Jane Austen that we see because it's really got a, a little edge to it, a little bit of bite. Wuthering Heights, of course, is Wuthering Heights. It's, uh, you know, doesn't doesn't change. It's Heathcliff and Kathy, and we know them primarily from the original uh, William Wyler film. Remember uh, yeah, he, he, Lawrence Olivier gave played yeah, it. Yeah, Heathcliff, Heathcliff, he's the cat. He likes lasagna. Uh, Lawrence Garfield. No. Heathcliff is another cat. No, no. You know who plays Heathcliff here? Not, not uh, Lawrence Olivier. Tom Hardy. Yeah, look at that. He's I like just, him. He's just hardcore. He's awesome. He is. And not that, you know, I'm not, I don't want to put my sexuality into question here, but that dude's got sexy lips. He really does. It's a little, it's, you know what, it's a little They're effeminate. Like Angelina no, Jolie lips. It's feminine. Yeah. Not into it. Not, not that well, I'm not saying I'm anyway, into but, it. I'm not saying I'm into it, but, you know, it's like. No, that's what you're saying, Wade. Go I, ahead. I know ahead. sexy lips Wade when I see is him. about to come out right now on the show. <laughs> Wade's wife uh, yes. is listening. I'm sorry. And uh, the actress who plays Kathy is Charlotte Riley. I've never heard of her before. I've seen better Kathy's. You know, there are at least a dozen of these different ones. I've seen better Kathy's, but she's good. She's good. She can uh, she can hold her own. So, and she's acting acting uh, opposite Tom Hardy, which uh, is no small feat. So, anyway, it's definitely worth checking out. Uh, Wait, here's the thing with Robot Chicken. Oh, gads! It took a while, but you know Heaven what? Heaven help us! No, I get it. I'm on what? board. I know you are. Robot Chicken, funny. Explain, explain it to me. It's you know what the whole there are all these really short vignettes, and it's all. Spoofs of movies and TVs and pop culture stuff and commercials, and they're all acted out by dolls and action figures. Right. And they're all like little blackout sketches. Yes. And they have a lot of, it's like season five was I Dream of Genie stuff and mm-hmm. Skeletor stuff and Smurf stuff. And, and Smurf, are they funny? And Strawberry Short. Some, they, <laughs> some of them really are. Okay. They, have, they have a lot of good guest stars. You know, Olivia Munn is a guest star and Mila Kunis is a guest star. Oh, huge guest stars. Oh, come on. Macaulay yeah, Culkin, Mila, Mila, Mila. Oh, Christian yeah. Slater. Oh my gosh. Oh, how, how dare you, Andy oh, Richter? You like Andy Richter? Kevin Bacon? Come on, get some. <laughs> Emma Stone, Diablo Cody. Emma, Emma Stone. Finally, there we go. I get it. Robot Chicken season five. I like it. Funny yeah. stuff. I admit it. Took okay. me a while, but I get it. Uh, Cat Dog season one part one. Uh, you know, Cat Dog. Is just, this is like somebody saw Ren and Stimpy and said, "Oh, I could do something even weirder and sicker than that." Um, 
cat dog, and that's one word. I just want to emphasize that's one word. Cat dog is uh, this is like like Siamese twins meets Ren and Stimpy meets the Odd Couple. I, that's the only way I can put it. It's just kind of twisted and weird, and uh, it doesn't. Really, it, I don't find it terribly funny, but it's you know one of the better things that's shown up as an <gasps> original on Nickelodeon. Wicca, wicca. Look at that. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no, there's something there that I must have or I'll die. A Blu-ray? No, no. no. Go down. <gasps> Up. <gasps> can we not talk about this TV crap? And no, go we, we got Halloween stuff? to get to. Well, then, then Halloween do, stuff. Do, okay, wait. Here, are you ready? We, no, we're we're here, are you ready? Uh, Castle season three. Uh, lie to me. Uh, final <laughs> season. Nobody cares. Dragon's Lair. Complete series. To just say whatever. Ten things I hate about you. Uh, it's the worst show ever. Dennis Menace season three. Please, God, who's going to watch that crap? Uh, Melissa and Joey. Uh, some crap. No one cares about Chuck. Final season. Uh, it's, it's on Blu-ray. Whatever. I don't like that show. And Mike Judge's most wanted Beavis and Butthead. You're better off with the beavers, but it's season sets. Wait, let's go. We're done. Enough with TV. Let's get on to Halloween and real movies. Do you really want to spend more time talking about well, because people like Dennis their, the Menace? People like their Look television. at all those okay. Halloween movies and all those real the movies. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Well, fine, uh, let, put it fine. away. Here Nobody we go. As Mark about... just said, hold on, hold on. Beavis uh, and Butthead. Mike Judge's most wanted. Uh, we just have to hold on. Lie to me. The complete third and final season. Uh, good, good, uh, yeah, good, this, for, good this, for Tim Roth, next, right? Best ever. Next, yeah. Uh, Chuck. Uh, oh, that's hilarious. Next, complete fourth season of Chuck. You, you'd rather I'm, I'm talk literary. about this than, than the conversation. One, Our, of the, one of my favorite movies of all time, the conversation. Just, well, we can talk about it, but you know, it's like a well, lot of people but, out there But you have to talk about Dennis the Menace first. Castle is one of the highest rated shows on television. Oh my God, it's the best. We have to talk about the complete third season of Castle, which comes out. Oh my goodness, look, there's a new season of Castle coming out Monday. Is it uh, 10, 9 central? Blah, 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 blah. Uh, Melissa and Joey. No, I never understood that. Melissa, Joan Hart, uh, and Joey Lawrence. Joey Lawrence, look at him. Look at him with hey, the no hair. Ever with no next. Hair. Um, no, we, we do have to give a little bit of time to, to these two. So, really quickly, Dennis the Menace. Oh, yeah. Season three. Oh, I know yeah. you hate it. I know you hate no, it. Did wait, you wait, never wait, watch I'm this saying, show? Did you huh? never watch Jay North and Dennis the Menace when you were a kid? Okay, folks, here's what Wade is not talking about. So, you can talk about, so he can talk about something you will never, ever rent, never, ever buy, never, ever see, never, ever care about. This Third is season Wade, of Dennis the Menace, this 38 Wade's, episodes. This, this is, is a classic sitcom. <laughs> And Dragon's Lair is important to talk about. This is the complete series of Dragon's Lair, the, uh, orig- the, the based on the video game, for crying out loud, the Don Bluth video game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to play that video game. All right. Yeah, did you never watch it on television? Bet no, you didn't know it was on television. I, I, <laughs> sure. Mother. Sure. <laughs> Come on. 13 episodes. You're killing Two us. DVDs. You're killing the audience. You're killing me. Okay, fine. Thank you. Done my duty. We're not talking about this music stuff. Nobody cares. It's Halloween, and there are great movies out. Okay. My God. Right, hold on, hold on. You know, here, let's let's start our Halloween coverage by talking about a movie that uh, everybody wants. Wrong Turn 4, Bloody Beginnings. That's how it all began, Mark. Are you there? I, I, I can tell you how it's going to end with me not caring. That's how it will end. Wrong Turn 4. We're going to get right through this. Wrong Turn 4 on what, DVD and on Blu-ray. What happened to Wrong Turn... Two, th- two and three. Uh, uh, what about a wrong turn one? I don't know how this became a franchise. I, I really mean, don't. Wrong turn is like Rob Schmidt, who's like a you know kind of I know. nobody director. I don't know how this became a, a franchise, but it is. 
So uh, there we go. Direct, they're all directed DVD. I know they are. They're direct to Blu-ray. I know. But you know, uh, this is direct to DVD and direct to Blu-ray, and uh, I, I don't have much affinity for these, but they are. Uh, they do come with some substantial extras. You know, mostly EPK type stuff, as we always point out. But it's it's decent for Halloween. It's you know, if you if you like the series, there's no better day to watch it than Halloween. Everybody loves Sawtooth. Sawtooth, Wade. Sure. Uh, the House by the Cemetery is uh, a... Ooh, the what? House by the Cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, aren't you in a mood? My goodness. Ooh, this is a Lucio Fulci this like giallo some, this film. This is giallo stuff. I, I don't like giallo stuff. Nobody I've likes said giallo. it on the show before. I don't but, like giallo uh, you know, a lot of people do. And uh, Blue Underground has released this in a Blu-ray, which is really, really sharp. Blue Underground does a great job with Blu-rays, as you might expect from their name, even though that's completely coincidental, because there was no Blu-ray when they first became Blue Underground. Uh, but uh, a lot of really great stuff on here. Tons of interviews. Tons of interviews with people who made the movie. If you're a fan of Giallo, you will love this. It's loaded with interviews and behind-the-scenes stuff. And, uh, you know, how do you... Look, it's Lucio Fulci. It's Giallo. I mean, it, it's a it's a limited uh, kind of a following. Anchor Bay did a good DVD of this. They did, but Blue Underground did a better Blu-ray. Yeah. Uh, Wolf has released Unhappy Birthday. Now, this isn't... Um, are you okay? Happy birthday. Unhappy birthday. Uh, yeah, this is this is a this is like a gay horror film, and uh, Wolf releases you know primarily gay titles, and they're known for it, but they're good titles, so it's not uh, you know there's a there's a there's a uh, this is very sensitive material, so you know you have to be very very careful that you're not coming, so it doesn't look like it's homophobic or whatever, but it does a really good job. It's it's creepy and it's uh, not uh, inaccessible. It's a crossover film in every conceivable way, and I think it does a really good job. You know that uh, band Dead or Alive that did uh, "You Spin Me Right Round, Baby, Right yeah. Round Like a Record yeah. Baby"? They had a song called "Unhappy Birthday." Oh, there you go. There you go. And uh, what I really think is cool about this is it takes place in uh, on this little uh, island in uh, the like northeast area of England called Lindisfarne. It's beautiful and creepy all at the same time. And ooky. Yeah, yeah, sure. And is. spooky. So anyway, uh, very very sharp little film. Uh, so that is called Unhappy Birthday. It's creepy. It's good. Uh, good and intelligent it's like, and, film. And, and, it's, and it's gay themed. You're saying it's gay themed? Yes, it is. Interesting. That is unique. Uh, I will give them that. Here we go. Mark. Collector's Edition, Casper the Friendly Ghost, the complete collection. Yeah, that's good stuff. Come on. This is what you want to watch to really scare you on Halloween. No, not really. Uh, This is every single Casper cartoon ever in a slimline case edition. It's like two little slimline cases. Love it. Seven hours worth of stuff. Every short between for almost, it's like an 18-year period that they made Casper. And uh, this is, of course, from Shout Factory. They just do an unbelievable job. Shout Factory working with Classic Media, who released the previous edition. We love Shout Factory. We love Shout you Factory. You realize how, how long Casper's been around? Casper's oh been gosh, around forever. since like, like World War II. I know. Oh, and by the way, yes. in the Casper movie, his piece of trivia. In the mm. Casper movie, yes. it was like, whatever, 10 years ago, whatever it was, 15 years ago. For the first time, you actually get to learn Casper's last name. Schwartz? No. Would you like to know what it is? Uh, sure. McFadden. Casper McFadden. I swear to God. What the hell? That's now, I'm not wrong. sure if the movie... I guess the movie is considered canon. Yeah. As they would say in the comic <laughs> yes, book world. Of course. So I guess if it's canon, I guess then his name really is Casper McFadden. Well, that's weird. 
Um, all right, well, lots of great special features here. There are some sensational uh, audio commentaries with Mark Arnold, who is editor of the Harveyville Fun Times. I never even knew that existed. Uh, along with uh, Edmi Wright, who is the uh, widow of the co-creator of Casper, Seymour Wright, and then voice actors uh, Bradley Balky and uh, Allison Arngrim. Uh, some great interviews here, cool va- uh, galleries, and uh, it's just it's terrific. I, I really, awesome. You know, Casper is just, he rocks. Yep. I mean, really, it, it, you don't have to watch stuff. something scary on Halloween. Casper is a great thing to watch with the kids. I agree. This is good stuff. Like it. I'm on board. So Staub. Stobe. Stobe. It's not Staub. I think it's Stobe. Because, you know, the Mets, one of my favorite uh, uh, hitters from the Mets yeah. in the late 70s, early yep. 80s was Rusty Staub. In fact, in Little League, my batting stance was patterned after Rusty Staub. Him and John Milner, but mainly no Rusty kidding. Staub. So I figured, you know, Staub. Well, but maybe not. If it's, it, did, nobody ever got him wet, though, did they? Uh, I, well, he I, was already rusty, so never mind. What? Okay, Island of Lost Souls. It's a pretty great movie. You've seen Island of Lost Souls, haven't you? The 1933, whatever it is, oh, the 30-something? Yes. 1932. 32! Oh, I was only this one is, off. This may very well be the best pre-code, or even the most famous pre-code film ever made. Uh, pre-code films are a fascinating bunch. Uh, you know, there's a lot of them out, but they're mostly noirs and a few dramas and, you know, melodramas and things. Island of the Lost Souls, you know it's important because this is out in an unbelievably cool Blu-ray uh, edition from uh, Criterion Collection. This is the 1932 uh, version of the uh, the first major adaptation of H.G. Wells' Island of Dr. Moreau. Now, the Island of Dr. Moreau that I got to know and that you probably got to know was Marlon the Michael... Brando. Marlon Brando. Well, Michael York. Michael York, yeah. Yeah. And... Uh, you didn't like the Marlon Brando one where he, he was called like Dr. Moreau or the Island or something? Remember Marlon Brando played yeah. uh, in one of those? Yeah, yeah. I, I was actually... That was the one that was done by uh, Richard Stanley. And, and uh, it well, Richard Stanley was supposed to direct it, but it wound up being John Frankenheimer when Richard Stanley got fired. You know that story, I right? Do, I do not. Oh my gosh, it's a long, it's it's an epic story. Richard Stanley has been in my house. He's the strangest man imaginable, but brilliant. I just don't know why anyone. Well, it's a long story. We can talk about it. You know, our friend Atan was good friends with uh, with Richard Stanley. Really? Yeah. What happened, to Atan? I don't know. Oh, I do know. Actually, it's a long story. I'll tell you after the show. <laughs> this is great stuff. I'll tell you after the show. This is no a uh, riveting podcast. Ian, Ian, Ian gave us the, gave me the whole scoop the other day. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. It's it's a, it's a pretty great story. Wow. Yeah. Happy things happen to happy people. Oh, good. Uh, no, Is that I'll, why miserable things happen to miserable people? Does, does that explain me? I don't know. Maybe. That's a, an existential question for which I have no answer. You know, this movie was banned in the U.K. This, this one did not get a certificate in the U.K. Isn't that great? In the early 30s. Yeah. And beyond, by the way, because they kept submitting it for certificates it's in pretty, the 50s as well, and it wouldn't get it. I know. This this uh, transfer is gorgeous. This is such a well photographed film. The uh, cinematographer Carl Struess uh, is one of those great uh, German expressionist uh, guys who came right out of the, the German silent school, and uh, it's just so cool. Uh, and you know, look, it's Island of Doctor Moreau, right? He experiments on people, turns them into animals. It's great. Charles it's, Lawton. It's creepy. It's Charles creepy Lawton. as all hell. Yeah, H.G. Totally. Wells. Charles Lawton is just the best Doctor Moreau ever. Anyway, here's what you get in the extra commentary. Uh, you get the extra, the extras, audio commentary with film historian Gregory Mank, 
who I've never heard before and does a very, very good job. And then there's this uh, kind of a really, really cool little uh, conversation on the film between John Landis, Rick Baker, you know, the Rick Baker, like makeup Rick Baker wizard. Of course. And uh, Bob Burns, who's kind of a, like a, like a fanboy guy. And then there's interviews with uh, all kinds of other fun people, including, who are we just talking about, Mark? Um, uh, 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 Richard uh, Stanley. Richard Stanley. Yes. <laughs> who talks about the whole nightmare from that 1996 film a little bit. And uh, there's even on here, this is my favorite thing on here, there's a 1976 short film by Devo featuring Secret Agent Man and Jocko Homo. Awesome. What? Totally. Jocko Homo? Jocko Homo. The Devo song, Jocko Homo. Gosh. Anyway, Island Lost Souls. It rules. Yep, it's good best. stuff. Absolutely the best. Pre-code stuff. Love that pre-code stuff. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> All right. Oh, what else we got over here? Hold on. You tell me, Uncle Wade. I'm, I'm, I'm moving through. I'm, mo- I'm, I'm motoring through this because I know you want to get to the other stuff. Uh, you know what? We have another Lucio Fulci uh, Blue Underground Blu-ray here. Boo. More Giallo. But this is one that I remember when this was re- released theatrically, and I remember it because I remember that one sheet. Yeah, oh, I remember that too. Don't you remember that? I mean, because that zombie, he, he can't be alive. I know. This is the movie Zombie, and it had the gnarliest one sheet. It was just like this decaying, rotting skull with teeth falling out and uh, a fistful of worms in the eye socket. It was the most disgusting one sheet. I, to this day, I still can't believe that that was approved. By the MPAA. I just can't believe it. Because they wouldn't approve it today. There's no conceivable way. Anyway, this was uh, probably the... I, I, I haven't been able to confirm this, but I would guess this is probably the most commercially successful film that Lucio Fulci ever got released in the United States. I, well, because it was, it was totally like the Italian answer to yeah, Dawn of the Dead. Exactly. And uh, it was actually supposed to be kind of an unofficial sequel to Dawn of the Dead in some respects. So uh, it was known as Zombie Flesh Eaters in some places. And uh, anyway, very, very good transfer for a movie that's really not that well photographed to begin with. Uh, Radio spots, TV spots, all kinds of really cool, funky uh, retro stuff on here. Uh, Behind-the-scenes junk, all uh, really loaded up with extras. A terrific two-disc Blu-ray set. Um, you know what? Again, Lucio Fulci fans are going to eat it up. Oh, did I say eat it up? Oh, zombie. Okay. Oh, I want this. Give me, give me, give me. Because I have the other ones. I might as well have this. You you have the other what's? Uh, Jurassic Park. (laughs) Jurassic Park's on Blu-ray. All three. All three in one set. Give me Wade. Give me Unky Wade. Please, Unky Wade. We'll uh, we'll make an arrangement for favors after the show. Oh, I can't tell if that's a yes or no. <laughs> uh, Jurassic Park is on Blu-ray. You know what? I, I honestly, you know, I, I I don't know how many people have really revisited the Jurassic Park. It's it look basically films. They're good. They are good, and there's nothing new on this set. There really isn't. Uh, it's no, but it's got all, nice packaging. It it's says, got very oh, nice packaging. Open here, and it tells you all about it. Welcome to Jurassic Park. It's uh, 7.1 audio is totally awesome. There's a whole bunch of new uh, featurettes on it. The um, the original totally holds up. It's a great film. It really does. I like it a lot. There's um, 
Lots of good bonus features. Uh, you know, Jurassic Park 3, you know, not really that much in a Jurassic Park 3, to be I honest I like with Jurassic you. Park 3. I do. Really? I admit it. I totally admit it. I really like that film. The original Jurassic Park looks great. 185 to 1 aspect ratio. 1080p looks fantastic. Um, there is some digital noise reduction on it. Um, but it's okay. It's all good. And it looks great. I liked it a lot. It's, it's a good – It's a good. I mean, that's the best of the bunch. Jurassic Park 2 I liked also. Again, as uh, Wade, Wade and I are saying, Jurassic Park 3, not that mm. great. I, I like, I like mm, it. Not that great. No, I do. It has pterodactyls in it, <laughs> which reminds me of your because he hang glides <gasps> from pterodactyls. Yes, he does. See how we tie everything back in? That's why it's we It's comedy. That's what makes it Anyway, uh, if you had a choice between getting just Jurassic Park and or getting this whole thing, I would probably say get the whole thing because The Lost World is pretty good. Yes, you're getting Jurassic Park 3, which isn't that great, but you are getting The Lost World. So I would say pick this one up. Ultimate Trilogy, Jurassic Park. Good stuff. Totally. All right. Uh, there is a, a sick, twisted, but surprisingly compelling film here called A Serbian Film. This is on Blu-ray and on DVD. Uh, the Blu-ray is actually really good because there's, the, the film relies on very contrasty photography in places, and uh, I think that does it serves it really well. I mean, you do notice a substantial difference between what's kind of a chalky, grainy uh, Blu-ray and a very, very sharp uh, blue. Uh, sorry, chalky, grainy DVD and a very sharp Blu-ray. This is uh, this is a brand new film. I I, I'm, I don't know. This is really creepy stuff. It basically takes place in Serbia. And uh, it's about a guy who used to be a porn star who uh, now has a happy family life, and he is drawn back into the, well, for financial reasons, drawn back into the pornographic world, but uh, it's not really what it appears to be. don't want to give any of that away, but it's, it's pretty psychotic. Um, it, I guess you could compare this in some respects with the Saw films, but... Uh, you know, if that's your if that's your vibe, check out a Serbian film. Uh, don't buy it; rent it probably because you're only going to watch it on Halloween, and then you're going to go, "Ooh, I don't really want to see that again." But it's worth the uh, worth a Halloween viewing for sure. Speaking of things uh, not to be seen again, um, we have Atrocious, which is a film from 2010. It's a horror film. It's one of those uh, found footage type movies. It's about this family; they're found dead, and the police discover this uh, this this material, this footage material, and then they look at the footage and they find out what happens to the family and it's edited into a horror movie it's all very you know meta blah blah it's not it's not that great and you know i gotta say i'm very very surprised at the success of um uh par- <coughs> paranormal activity three yeah i am that too. thing opened what? almost 60 million dollars that just makes no sense to I me. i don't understand that i don't either and the funny thing is is that it got a bunch of good reviews yeah but why yeah whatever don't get it really don't i don't get it either all right, we've got a bunch of compilations here. I'm going to blow through these real quickly because these are all self-explanatory, and they come from Echo Bridge. Uh, one is the Children of the Corn collection. Mark, guess how many Children of the Corn movies are on this? Yo, there's been a lot of those stupid movies, by the way. I know. I always thought there were like two or three. No, there's like six or something. Six. Six. Seven. Seven. Eight. What? No. No, here we go. It's, uh, <laughs> the funny thing is that um, the, the one movie that is not on here is Children of the Corn. <laughs> the original Children of the Corn. Is that right? Yeah, it's not on here. Yeah. Uh, but they have Children of the Corn 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 6, 6, and 7. So six Children of the Corn films, six of the seven are on here, but the original Children of the Corn is not on here because uh, I guess that didn't make it to the Echo Bridge collection. Miramax is licensing that perhaps to Lionsgate? Don't know. 
and then also, along the same lines, we have the Hellraiser collection. Guess how many Hellraiser movies there have been, Mark? Uh, six. Seven. Really? Eight. No. Nine. How many? Eight. Eight? Eight. You've got to be kidding. No, eight. And uh, this has six of them. Guess which ones are not on here? Uh, five and nine. One and two. <laughs> The only so, ones you care about are no, not on here. One and two are not on here. But then you get two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Uh, actually, Hellraiser 8, Hellworld, to be honest, is not bad. It really Why isn't. Why did you even see that? Uh, I was curious. I wanted to see where it all wound up. I, you know, I, I pinhead. What can, can he keep it going? It's not, it's not bad. They kind of reinvented it in an interesting way down there. Uh, the Halloween collection. There's a theme going on here, Mark. You know that. Wait, hang on. Here's how many Halloweens there were. I can't even. It's like, like 12 no, there, by there, now. There's, like, there's, there's over 10. Aren't there over 10? Yeah, it's a ton. There's only three on here. Oh. <laughs> yeah, there's only three on here. Because, because most of the Halloween films are not in the Miramax library. So this just includes the ones that Miramax was able, you know, has, has rights to. This is Halloween H2O, Halloween Resurrection, and Halloween The Curse of Michael Myers. I think those are three of the more recent ones. Yes, they are. Absolutely. But, you know, it's enough. It's the same deal over and over. We got the Wes Craven collection. Uh, this is three Dracula movies. You know, I didn't even realize Wes Craven had done these Dracula movies. But there's Dracula 2000, Dracula 2 Ascension, and Dracula 3 Legacy. These are all Wes Craven presents. Don't think for a second that Wes Craven actually directed any of these. He well, you, you slapped you, his name on You realize who, who's in, who stars in Dracula 2000? Gerard Butler. I know. Who, by the way, what happened to him? He's, he's slipping a little bit. He's slipping. Well, he's not, he, uh, machine, he's, machine Gun Preacher is getting him No one cares about bit. that. I that know. stupid Jennifer Aniston thing. That was terrible. And he's losing it. A bunch of uh, creepy midnight horror films here on the Deadly Game 6 movie pack. This is also a bunch of stuff from Echo Bridge. It includes these movies, Closets, Memory, Darkness, Momentum, The Prophet's Game, and From the Dead of Night. Have you heard of any of these, Mark? I have not. Uh, well, uh, with good reason. They're, none of them are very, very good. But uh, if you just want to start, this you know what this is good for? This is good for like a Halloween marathon. It's an inexpensive disc. It's got six movies on it. If you're having a party or you're having a haunted house or whatever, just throw them on. Uh, also, if you want to do something along those same lines, uh, the Prophecy Collection, the Prophecy Series, also from Miramax. You know uh, how many of these films there are, Mark? Uh, all I know is that the original starred Christopher Walken and was very good. The rest I can't vouch for. Well, that's on here. Hey. Oh, wow. Nothing's missing. This is all four films from the Prophecy series. The Prophecy, Prophecy 2, Prophecy Uprising, and The Prophecy Forsaken. And yes, you know what? The original has uh, Christopher Walken, as does the sequel. And absolutely worth checking out. So uh, there, that's a good bunch of Halloween uh, juice there. Yes, it is. And uh, we got some Elvira stuff. Mark, are you a fan of Elvira like I am? No. I know you're not. I'm kind of not, actually. I love Elvira. I mean, I, I get the whole schlock thing, this exploit, exploitation cinema, yeah. blah, blah, but you know what? I just... No? Well, because when, when, when she first came out, whenever it was in the 80s, yeah. I didn't know what exploitation cinema was at that oh, point because I was dude. too young. So to me, I didn't know what she was spoofing. And now that I know, I don't care. You, Mr. Mystery Science Theater, and I will take my Elvira. Well, here's what we got on the Elvira front. We've got uh, Elvira's movie Macabre. And Elvira, of course, you know, uh, basically stole her whole act from uh, Vampira. That is true. And uh, we'll be ha- I'll have some information on Vampira momentarily. Because, you know, we interviewed Vampira before she passed away for, uh, for Schlock. Ray Green and I did. So there's, yes, there's, you did. There's more coming on that. More coming, I'll tell you. I'll tell you very soon. Anyway, Elvira's movie Macabre. Uh, this is a double feature of The Terror with Ega. Mark, that's Ega with two E's. Yeah. 
The Terror is actually a really cool film, by the way. It's a Roger Corman-directed film with uh, Jack Nicholson and Boris Karloff, which we also discussed in the uh, in Schlock, The Secret History of American Movies. Uh, and uh, it's fun watching Elvira comment on it, I've got to say. I thoroughly enjoy that. Not the best transfer of any of these films, but, uh, you know, the, the whole Elvira vibe is just great. The Terror is terrific. Uh, and then we also have... Uh, the Brain That Wouldn't Die and The Manster. The Brain That Wouldn't Die is also a movie that we talk about in our film. And I love The Brain That Wouldn't Die. It's so freaking creepy. It's unbelievable. The Manster, less creepy. But uh, The Brain That Wouldn't Die is a real classic. It's a real kind of quasi-Frankenstein classic. So you get on these two double features. Each one has a ringer. Each one also has a really, really classic uh, exploitation film. And then we have a, an actual feature film starring Elvira called Elvira's Haunted Hills. Um, the uh, this is look look what's what haunted hills do you see on the cover? Uh, you didn't even have to tell me. You Thank didn't you. even have to tell me. I know, right? We know what that's a reference to. Uh, anyway, this is uh, kind of a silly film because it's uh, it, you know all the Elvira movies, and there've been about three or four of them, I think. They're all just camp fun and, and wacky, nutty, and uh, you know this is. Uh, this is a good one. It's Elvira just kind of going through the motions, and uh, this you know there's a weird castle and a freaky guy in it, and you know the story doesn't really matter. Listen to the audio commentary with Cassandra Peterson and uh, a bunch of the other collaborators on the film. Watch some of the outtakes. Have a good time. That's all you need to know. Wait, a Mothman is a film. Uh, the Mothman prophecies. You know, there was a film called Mothman Prophecies, which um, this is I, not it. I wanted to like a lot, and uh, I didn't like a lot, because it was directed by Mark Pellington and was with, was with Richard Gere and Laura Linney. This one, however, not that one. This one was actually made for television, and it stars a, a pretty young lady named uh, Jewel State, I think her name is. And uh, it takes place in D.C., and uh, this woman's a journalist, and she comes back to her hometown to cover this festival, this Mothman festival, and reconnects with her friends, and then it turns out there's a, there's a drowning involved, like a tragic death, and they have to all put it together. It's really not that great. It was directed by a guy named Sheldon Wilson, who um, Really never amounted to, like, all that much. He loved a lot of crappy stuff like, you know, Mega Cyclone and Killer Mountain. Um, so really, of all the Halloween movies you could possibly watch, not much reason to watch Mothman. You're better off watching Mothman Prophecies. At least that had Mark Pellington. Boo. And Richard Gere. I like Richard Gere. Yeah, okay. We like him. He's you all know, right. wait, I just read this uh, book by um, uh, Steven Soderbergh. Yes. And I didn't realize that Soderbergh did a huge pass on the script for Mimic. Did he really? He did. Serious? Yes, he did. No uh, he knows, he knew Guillermo del Toro, and it was a for-hire job, but he did a whole bunch of secret, uncredited, I believe uncredited, I don't think he's ever been credited on it, uh, rewrites for this, which wow. probably explains why there's anything decent character-wise or dialogue-wise in the film. I got another Echo uh, Bridge title that I had neglected to mention. I so was talking about Mimic. Sorry, go ahead. Finish Mimic. It's good. Go ahead. <laughs> it's all right. It's uh, okay. It's, you know what? It's okay. It's, uh, it's Del Toro kind of learning his way through this sort of uh, dark, yeah. creepy he's, he's growing. genre. But he's grown amazingly well, and now he's fantastic. It, he, he's, it's very funny when you hear him talk about the film, actually. He uh, kind of makes light of it. Yeah, but it's, it's got a terrific cast. It's got yeah. uh, Mira Sorvino and Josh Brolin and F. Murray Abraham, and uh, it's really not that bad. And the Blu-ray looks good. 
there's a, as I was saying, there's one other Echo Bridge title this week that I had neglected to mention. It's a compilation again with the called the Psycho Stalkers Collection, six movies, uh, and there's actually some interesting stuff here. The movies in uh, in question are two thirteen, as in the time two colon thirteen, Salvage, Asunder, Descendant, Bleeding Rose, and Mother's Boys. Mother's Boy is directed by Eve Simoneau with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis along with Peter Gallagher. Uh, not a bad cast at all. Eve Simoneau, uh, not a bad director. Uh, Mark, you would love the movie Descendant. You know why? Because it stars George Clooney. Is directed by Alexander Payne? Uh, no, because it stars Catherine Heigl. <laughs> That's why. Does she because die at the end? Literally die at the end? I'm not going to tell you. Okay. I'm not going to tell you. But she plays an indirect descendant of Edgar Allan Poe. Don't you love looking at, at Catherine? <laughs> don't you love thinking about Catherine Heigl and then thinking about like Jessica Chastain and realizing that like one is an angel and one is the devil? <laughs> you know. By the way, you seen the new the the the, uh, the new one sheet for that Catherine Heigl film coming out in like three or four weeks or whatever it is? No, what is it? it I can't remember the title, but she she's got dark hair as if that's the problem. Along, oh, of course, no one took her seriously because she's blonde. So now she'll dye her hair and make a horrible movie and. Speaking of horrible movie, uh, Torso, you know what I love about these Italian horror films is that they always have the one token American. It's like you read the credits and it's like Ernesto Colli, Angela Covello, Luciana Bartoli, John Richardson. Like, awesome. And, and, or, or winds up being a Luciano Dell'Ambrosio, Enrico DiMarco, Giorgio Dolphin, John Savage. How'd Sweet. that happen? They always have like the token American. I know. This one has um, a couple token Americans, Susie Kendall and uh, Tina Almont. And this is a, a film torso by Sergio Martino. Um, I really, I, 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 I honestly couldn't watch this whole thing because it's just, it's, just, it's just not my cup of tea. I don't like this stuff. It's all about these uh, sexy co-eds who are being killed in, uh, in wherever the hell they are. It's just lame. The title is Torso. I think we know. Yes. Uh, what is this? Uh, <laughs> I know. We'll get to that. Something Weird Video, great library. We, uh, I, I'm very fond of the people at Something Weird because when we made our film Schlock, The Secret History of American Movies, uh, Something Weird... Hey, I'm gonna you, always pl- have, you always have to give the, the subtitle also. You can't because, just say Schlock. Because Schlock is also a film by John Landis. We don't want it to be confused. And you know, John Landis was one of the first people to actually buy a copy of Schlock before we even put it out on DVD. Really? Yeah. He How bought do you know it, that? He bought it right off the website. How do you know that? It was, because Ray took the order. John Landis. Really? How many are there? Wow. Yeah. So did did Ray email and go, hey, yeah. John? He signed it for him. Oh, really? Signed it for him, yeah. Wait, wait. So Ray signed the DVD for Landis? Landis? Yeah. That's funny. Pretty sweet, huh? Uh, anyway, no, Something Weird has come out with a great trilogy of things that are perfect for Halloween. One of them is the, uh, the Godfather of Gore, Herschel Gordon-Lewis. Uh, Herschel Gordon-Lewis, as anybody knows, was an exploiteer. He made uh, a lot of early kind of nudie cuties and then segued into gore films where he made himself a reputation as the guy who just made the, the bloodiest of the bloody, the most horrible of the horrible. Uh, his films include uh, things like uh, 2000 Maniacs and uh, the, the Wizard of Gore. And, uh, you know, he really he became known as the godfather of gore for good reasons. So um, this is a terrific kind of uh, tour of his fame and his infamy. And uh, you get some great interviews with people who knew him, worked with him. Um, it's good. Really, really good. A lot of people that show up actually in our film as well. And Wait, your film, which is called? Schlock, The Secret History of American Movies. <laughs> And uh, in order to sort of, as a kind of a pair with that, there's a Blu-ray of what has become known as Herschel Gordon-Lewis's 
Blood trilogy, and it includes these films, Blood Feast, Color Me Blood Red, and 2000 Maniacs. Now, Blood Feast is the, the one that kind of started it all, and uh, they're gory. There's no reason to go into the plots of these things. They're just absolutely loaded with, uh, with lots and lots of, uh, of hokey blood. And what's wonderful here, the audio commentaries by Herschel Gordon-Lewis and David F. Friedman, who was one of our great interview subjects in uh, Schlock, The Secret History of American Movies. There you go. Laugh. Keep laughing. Keep <laughs> laughing. Uh, David Friedman is an amazing guy. Just a wonderful guy. Great commentaries. You're going to learn a lot about this uh, very bizarre period of filmmaking and uh, why it's important. And uh, it's just it's terrific. Really good Blu-rays. Even though these films were made for like three cents and uh, you know uh, barely even used all of that. Uh, and then also from something weird is a Basket Case, uh, which is this weird cult film by director Frank Henenlotter. And I'm not a huge fan of Basket Case. I think it's. May a- I say? Can I admit something? Yeah. When I saw Basket Case, I you saw act- it because the uh, the the poster, the one sheet, which is kind of represented on the Blu-ray, yeah, totally freaked me out. And that's why you went and saw it. Yeah, it was no better or worse than any of those other movies from that era. Yeah, I mean, seriously. That's true. It's from like it's from like uh, what year is that thing in from? Something uh, like eighty two or something. Eighty one, I think it was. Yeah. Well, anyway, it it kind of bridges, you know, from the seventies exploitation films to the eighties exploitation films, which go a little bit more mainstream. But it's you know it's a little cheesy, and the uh, the bizarre stop motion animation work is what kind of distinguishes it. So that's why a lot of people really like it. Uh, as it happens, I actually also starred in a movie called Basket Case, though not this one. Did you know that? I starred in a movie called Basket Case. Really? Uh, That's right. Short film, USC short film made by uh, Matt Reeves, director of, uh, of uh, Let Me In. Wait, wait, hang on. What's that sound? Not caring. Oh. Yeah, there you That's go. you name dropping. A name just dropped down onto the floor. Exploded. All right, wait. We well, still have some Blu-rays to talk about before yes, we, we wrap do. it up. So let's get this Halloween okay, crap out uh, of the way. Uh, uh, All right, while you're fuddling and fuddling, Halloween party DVD pack. This is a uh, two-DVD set. This is um, uh, two from DreamWorks. These are direct-to-DVD, uh, actually, television specials, uh, spinoffs of Shrek and Monsters vs. Aliens. We have Scared Shrekless and Monsters vs. Aliens, Mutant Pumpkins from Outer Space. Both of these are short, mercifully short, and both of them, uh, gladly, feature the original talent from the film. Scared Shrekless does include Mike Myers, and uh, Mutant Pumpkins does include Reese Witherspoon and Seth Rogen. So they definitely um, got all the original uh, voice actors back which is good because they're all A-listers and uh, it's good stuff there's a cute little uh, spoof on Michael Jackson's Thriller and uh, you know if, if if the kids want more Shrek and they want more Monsters and Aliens is the only way to get it because there'll be no more Shrek films I certainly hope not and there'll be nope. no more Monsters and Aliens and hopefully no more Puss in Boots films uh, you know what I, I passed on it I didn't see yeah, it did you I, see it? no why 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 Seriously, why? Uh, okay, we're going to blow through the rest of these real quickly. Uh, from Bloody Disgusting Selects is Phase 7, which is essentially yet another zombie movie. Uh, this one's set in Argentina. It's, uh, it's probably kind of like a cross between uh, 28 Days Later and uh, Wreck, the Mexican film. Uh, you know, it's Phase 7. It's, you know, it's, it's better than, uh, than The Horde, the French film that's basically the same plot. Uh, the, oh, oh, actually, as long as we're talking about zombies, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We have another zombie film here. Uh, Devil's Playground. That's, our other, that's another zombie film with Danny Dyer and uh, Craig Fairbrass. Can't be his, his, his real name. Anyway, this is uh, considered by many zombie experts to be a really cool zombie film. Uh, in this one, they've taken over London, not Argentina, 
but we've already done London with zombies and, you know, the monkey virus and 28 Days Later and all that jazz. So, I, I mean, you know, it's not great, but it's okay. Uh, directed by Mark McQueen, not to be confused with Steve McQueen, the British director, not to be confused with the actor Steve McQueen. That would be the British director Steve McQueen, whose film, Shame, was recently just uh, rated NC-17. Did you hear about that? I did not. Yep, his new film, rated NC-17. Michael Fassbender, naked, porn. Well, you know what I have here, Ray Wade? Oh, yes, I have my Fox Searchlight. Proudly presents, for your consideration, October-November screenings. Oh, really? Did you get that today? Yes, I did. Oh, good. Uh, Shame is on there. There you go. Including The Descendants and Martha, Marcy, and May Marlene. Oh, The Descendants? Did you see it? No. What's going on in Best Picture? It is not. I swear it is. Steve Pond over at The, the Rap thinks it will, too. I, was, I called it before Steve Pond did, though. But I, I think it's going to win. Best, Descendants, Best Picture. Alexander Payne. Yeah, my boy. We were in school together. Yes, we were. That's another, I'm, I'm, come on, make the sound. What? We were in school together. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I'm another dropping name today. dropped. Uh, then we also have The Child's Eye, which is from the Pang Brothers, who just really didn't get their Hollywood career up and running. They, uh, the Pang Brothers basically do, you know, they, they work in Thailand, but they are ethnically Chinese. I won't get into the background of all of that, but they really make some very, very creepy films. Uh, the Eye is the one, of course, that everybody always focuses on, and this is The Child's Eye. And uh, it is it's sufficiently creepy to uh, definitely please their fans, but not not another breakthrough by any means. Uh, the Dark Knight of the Scarecrow, another great uh, exploitation film classic, cult classic, with some uh, some great uh, performances there. This is from VCI, and this is their 30th anniversary edition on Blu-ray. Really, really, really surprisingly good transfer. Uh, Trauma gives us not another B movie with uh, David Faustino and Joe Estevez, along with. That great, wonderful person who always shows up in all of these cheesy movies, Ed Asner. No, no, not Ed Asner. Well, Ed Asner's in this, but you know who else is in this, Mark? You know who else is in this? Read it and weep. The Chin. Yeah, Robert Zadar. Robert Zadar, who also starred in... um, Zadar Wars? No, The Legend of Wolf Mountain, which I worked on. Did I mention that? Uh, Wait, honestly, this show's be like four hours long. Okay, last two Halloween titles, Psycho Sleepover, also from Trauma. Uh, it's friggin' Psycho Sleepover. Come on, it's funny. That's great. It's hysterically silly. Great. And then lastly, uh, season one of uh, Ah, Real Monsters from Nickelodeon, which is, you know, not really quite Halloween-worthy. It's not the least bit scary, but, you know, the monsters are cool and groovy and icky and disgusting, and uh, that's another fine title from Shout Factory. So there you go. That's Line It Up, man. There's a lot of stuff for Halloween. Wow. We got through all of that. Now, we only have a few minutes left, Wade, so let's pick the ones we want to do. Well, I'll let you start off by just going nuts on that. This is one of my all-time favorite movies, and not only is, it, is the conversation finally on Blu-ray. By the way, here's the thing, Wade. This is the movie that Coppola made after The Godfather. Yes. He made this after The Godfather, but, but before— Released the same year. Yes, but mm-hmm. before Godfather's you know, 2 yes. and obviously 3. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love this film. And may I say that Gene Hackman is great in it and uh, as an uh, audio surveillance uh, guy, dude. And uh, you know what? This Blu-ray looks fantastic. It, it looks great. And it also honors the original material because, you know, in the film, uh, Her- uh, in the film Harry Call is eavesdropping on this couple. And Coppola shot the eavesdropping mm-hmm. scenes in different stocks so that it right. would look different from the rest of the film. It's pretty great. And luckily, when they did the Blu-ray, they didn't make all the 
film stocks match. They honored the mm. fact that the surveillance film stock is a little grainier, yeah. a little more, a little fuzzier than the rest of it, which is just the, the right choice. And of course, because the whole idea is that Harry calls this surveillance expert who like listens in, he hears details and audio. The audio here is great with lots of detail. It's just great. And you yeah. know what? It, this thing is just chock-a-block with the extras. Feature commentary by Coppola, which is fantastic. Another commentary by uh, editor Walter Murch. Um, also, Harrison Ford was in this film. I know. And uh, his screen test is in this. Uh, This movie is the best. The best. The end. Go buy the conversation. Why have you not bought the conversation, everybody? I know. Well, you know why they haven't bought it? Because they're saving up money to buy Captain America, the first Avenger, which was known around the world as just the first Avenger. Although I think somebody said that they actually did finally keep the original title, uh, Captain America. Either way. Uh, apart from all of my reservations going into this, I wound up actually really enjoying Captain America. Now, I didn't love it. I thought Joe Johnston definitely was trying to, uh, you know, directed by Joe Johnston. Of course, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and the Rocketeer, going for a Rocketeer vibe. A little more kind of a retro 80s action approach to this. But I thought for the most part it worked. I thought it was it was good, despite the fact that um, it's incredibly derivative and it's just plugging into a formula that they perfected for all of these Marvel films. I uh, I thought it was I, I it did fine and it sort of set up the Avengers movie in a really cool way with you know going back to World War II and being very faithful to the comics so I enjoyed this now what we have here is the Blu-ray 3D plus Blu-ray plus DVD plus digital copy set uh, the limited 3D edition I don't think this movie benefits from 3D in any way whatsoever it never should have been in 3D. And uh, just forget about the 3D aspect of it. Watch it in Blu-ray. I watched it again in Blu-ray. I think it's a much better... I enjoyed it more watching it high def, no 3D on Blu-ray than I did in the theater with those damn glasses on. Uh, I like the film too, Wade. I I, do. Yeah. So I was uh, on board. I mean, not 100% on board, but on board more than I thought I'd be. I I agree completely. Um, Chris Evans, you know, despite the fact that he was the Human Torch in the the Fantastic Four, makes a nice transition to being a different superhero here. So... uh, he, he makes the, the, the Marvel transition perfectly well, and I didn't expect that he would. So yep. way better than the Red Brown film for TV. No, yep. no your... Oh, I, I, hey, don't say wouldn't something that, you can't take back. Wouldn't that be great if Chris Evans wound up making like a big-budget remake of Yor, The Hunter from the Future? It would bring everything together. A 220... <laughs> actually, you know what? Disney's, it will take all, Disney will close down production on The Lone Ranger yes. and give $185 million to a remake of Yor. That would be awesome. I would love for them to do that. <laughs> Anyway, extras here include uh, a really cool thing here. Marvel one-shot. Funny thing happened on the way to Thor's hammer. Uh, On the way to the Thorum? On the way to Thor's (laughs) hammer. Rhymes kind of with form a little bit. Uh, Then a bunch of tons of deleted scenes, a bunch of featurettes, uh, and commentary by Joe Johnston, uh, along with his DP, Shelley Johnson, and uh, editor Jeffrey Ford. So... Which is really a very good commentary. It's really interesting. Um, one of the better ones I've heard in quite a while. So, uh, and that being said, all of these extras are in high def. No standard def featurette nonsense here, folks. This is a Blu-ray to actually uh, really savor. Lots of good stuff. So, of the superhero movies this summer, I, do we dare say that this is probably the best one? I better than Thor. Uh, this and I, Thor I, were pretty I, good. I like Thor too. Yeah. I'd, yeah. I'd probably give the nod to Captain America. Only because, right. you know what, when I was a kid, I, I was not a Thor guy. I know. I was a Captain America guy. I was a Thor guy. So there it is. All right, folks, have a fantastic Halloween. Uh, save up some candy for the kids, and uh, we'll and see don't you Don't ne- give what? the kids the little bite-sized Snickers. Give the kids the big, regular Snickers. Don't be cheap. Yeah. Yeah, give them the, yeah. Wait. What he said. <laughs>